Broadcasting live from the T-Shirt Help Desk with your host with the most, Gary Ajene. The T-Shirt Man giving you the 411 on life, liberty, and the pursuit of T-Shirt happiness. And when he's not painting S's on Skittles or eating peanut butter and hot sauce sandwiches, he's spitting hot lava about the T-Shirt industry on your ass. And now, without any further ado, Gary Talib Ajene. Yeah, baby. I'm about science. Tattoo, tattoo. Oh! Tattoo, tattoo. Oh! Oh! Here we go again. Come on, Sugar Free. Woo! Y'all don't know nothing about this here right here. Come on. Sugar Free! Ladies and gentlemen, that was sugar free. Bring that shit back. There's nothing coming. Yeah. And if you disrespect me, yo, bitch, you better start running. Yeah. I control my own destiny, baby. Shit. Oh, so get in where you fit in, bitch. And if you smell something stinking, that's me because I'm the shit. Now what? Ah, if you smell something stinking, that's me because I'm the shit. Let the church say amen. How y'all doing? How are y'all doing? I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. I just want to come out here because I know, man. I know, I know. It feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful love. Give yourselves a round of applause. The thing about it is just I'm very inconsistent. But I heard someone, I can't remember who it was, and they said that it's not about being consistent. It's about being effective. So I'm trying to be effective here with the return, the official return of the T-Shirt Help Desk Podcast. Gary Edgeday from Around the Way. And I got Gots, Gots, G-O-T-S, my ninjas and my ninjets, Gots, nothing but love for y'all. What's poppin'? What's crack-a-lackin' and happy-lappin'? Lord have mercy, it feels so good to be back, man. It feels so good to be back. Let me just issue another, like for the third time, another formal apology, man, for being away gone. I've been gone for at least five or six months. And I am truly sorry, you know, the body, I'm going to get real, man. I just want to say, okay, today there's not going to be much t-shirtism. I'm just really going to chop it up on a personal level with the t-shirt family. First of all, I had no idea that so many of you guys listened to this and listened to this podcast. I had no idea, man. First of all, shout out to Big Terrell from the T-Shirt Help Desk podcast. Well, no, the T-Shirt podcast. They did an interview with me a few weeks ago. It's going to be up soon. As soon as as soon as it's up, I'm definitely going to you know post something on social media and everywhere to let you guys hear the um, the interview because I definitely think I was spitting some hot molten lava as I do. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to Big Bryson, Bryson Clark from 
Royally Melanated Publishing. Shout out to Big Bryce. Shout out to my ninja. My ninja, brother Avery Brown, and his beautiful, beautiful, fantastic family. Shout out to all of them as they make their way back to the ATL. All right. Uh, shout out to the t-shirt, everyone who has ever even watched a t-shirt help desk video. Shout out to you. Shout out to everyone who has said, hey man, what's up with the podcast? Love y'all, man. You know, it feels so good to be appreciated because... You know, this, I don't really allow comments. There's no commentary on here. I don't really know who's listening. I don't really count anything. So I have no idea. I really just do this from the love of my heart. And I just pour myself out. Whatever I'm feeling, I pour it out and just talk to you guys. So in many cases, I don't know who's listening. I wish I had some way to know. I know that some of you guys are listening on um, just t-shirthelpdeskpodcast.com. Uh, some of you guys are listening. If I say something on social media, be it, you know, usually I post this stuff on, uh, Facebook. By the way, I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Okay, just put in T-shirt help desk and you will find me. I'm on YouTube, of course. Of course. Got from got. Of course. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, I'm on YouTube, of course. And I'm now on fa- uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. I don't really snap as of yet, but I'm on Snapchat. You can look me up. The only thing is that Snapchat, I might change it, but for right now, Snapchat, I'm T-shirt mogul. T as in Tom, S as in Sam, H as in Harry, I as in I, like I, uh, R as in Ralph, T as in Tom, uh, Mogul, M as in Mary, O as in O, G as in Gary, U as in Ultimate, and L as in Love. T-shirt Mogul on Snapchat. So please, if you got any brains up in that beautiful head that God... God gave you holla at me you know request me uh, follow me or whatever I'm also on Twitter I don't do anything on Twitter I don't even understand Twitter Twitter is real real ill to me but um, you know whatever I one day I'll do something on there so yo man so today's show today's show what are we gonna talk about in today's show first of all I miss so many current events guys I, I just want to tell you something this right here is what I love to do I love, and I wish that I could do this show. I know I will. Eventually, I'm going to start doing this show. I'm going to find some way to do this show live, whether it be through Google Plus and I just record it, whether it be through Ustream. There's so many other things. There's so many, so much technology. If anyone has knows about anything where I can do, I can record a show and put it and record it and have people call in, not Blog Talk Radio, but like have people call in or something like that. I'll figure something out, or maybe I'll, I'll, cause I have a Skype number. Maybe I'll have people calling the Skype. I have to figure out how I can record that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh man, my man's in them. Damn, I forget. I can't even give him a shout out, but I forgot his damn name. So that's a terrible thing. But you know how I am. The brother who was talking, we was talking about doing some podcast stuff together, man. Uh, and I was also on his podcast, man. Your name is escaping me. I'm really bad with that, um, and I'm it's really bad. But just bear with me. I got it. I got it now. Brother Asad Malik. Shout out to Asad Malik for show. Um, today's show. Today's show I'm going to talk about some. Ooh, baby. Like I said, it's not going to be much t-shirt game here. I just want to, uh, you know, 
really reacquaint myself with you guys because this show is everything just to let you guys know something man everything that you do is all about your mindset so like i can sit up here and tell you about blanks and t-shirts and websites and all that good stuff everything that i cover on t-shirthelpdesk.com everything that i cover on the the the, the uh, on my youtube i have over 200 some of my videos damn near 4 million views um hella subscribers and shout out to everyone um uh it's all there so what I'm doing right here is trying to like really just be myself and just like connect with you guys on a personal level and tell you that it's all about getting your mind right. And once your mind is right, everything is going to come. The t-shirt business is going to come. What I am going to talk about today is hustle. All right. You know, in terms of the t-shirt industry, but I'm just going to get reacquainted with you guys, man, and just show you all the love that I have for you guys. But I'm going to talk a lot about some good 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 i mean some good stuff all right so in terms of what i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about some 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 current events and uh let me get a little sip of this little drinky drink i got here real quick i'm gonna talk about some current events i've missed so many current events and then I'm going to talk about dirt bagism because, okay, I got, I have to mention this. I remember someone saying to me, Gary, you're so disrespectful to women. And I just want to make a formal apology for anything that I said that people took as disrespectful. And I want to explain myself. Guys, I am a man. All right. I'm a man. So, of course, in many cases, a lot of things that I do is going to come from a male perspective. So if I'm talking about, you know, what's a good woman and what's this and thoughts and holes and all that stuff. I'm talking to you from my perspective and I am a man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's only but so much I can relate to the other side. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a man. There's a lot of things going on around here. And another thing is that I'm not disrespecting women. Okay? I'm talking about things that I find to be a problem. I'm going to talk about some stuff today, you know? But I'm talking about some things that I find to be a problem and how possibly they could be fixed by simply not doing certain things. And I'm also talking about the fact that we are too, like okay with with behave with certain behaviors in our culture and we have let certain behaviors become too lax and acceptable some things are not acceptable and they are quote unquote intolerable and we have become tolerable of a lot of bullshit i'm just going to keep it 100 you know what i'm saying but today i'm going to talk about dirt bags and dirt bags is something that is reserved for men so i'm going to holler at the men hardcore today and i'm going to talk about dirtbagism because there's too much dirtbagism and there's too much dirtbag culture in our society today and i'm also going to talk about something which is about people of my generation and uh, i'm a child of the 70s you know what i'm saying so i've seen four decades and damn near five decades you know what i'm saying i'm 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 a, a, a ninja is pushing 50 real hard you know what i'm saying i'm coming around the curve at 50 like a mob Woo! let the church say amen i'm coming around 50 like a mother Woo! come on 
You understand what I'm saying? I'm coming. I'm 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 real, I'm a whole lot closer to 50 than I am to 25. Do y'all feel me? A, a whole, whole, whole lot closer. And this idea that somehow we of the older generation, they say, oh, we failed the younger generation. We failed them. I just want to say, if you say that. You can go somewhere. You can you can go play in traffic. Like seriously, I didn't fail anybody. The younger generation failed themselves. Now I'm gonna I can get into this in another show. I'm not gonna do this right now. This is safe for another show. But the younger generation out here, don't you dare, don't you dare blame me or anybody in my generation for your fuckery. Don't you don't you dare. I had nothing to do with your fuckery, okay? There is something, and I know people hate to hear this word. It makes people very upset, especially in the quote-unquote black or African-American community, and that's what I'm a part of. I'm a part of the human community first. Universal man and universal woman. Shout out to brother Neely Fuller Jr. Universal man, universal woman. I'm a part of the human family, but I am a part of the black African-American diaspora, absolutely, and a lot of cases, when you say that, when you say this term, personal responsibility, motherfuckers get mad. You know what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of things that are set up systematically against us. I will never argue with that. But within that system, there are certain things that we can do ourselves to minimize the stuff that comes at us. I'm just going to keep that. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I, I hope y'all don't think that I'm cooning out because I'm not. I'm just saying that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's against us. I will never argue, but there are things we just can't sit back and just let stuff f us up we can do certain things for ourselves within that system all right let the church say amen <laughs> okay so with that being said man there's a couple things i want to talk about man i want to talk about number one and this is good this might be a long show but I have to get reacquainted with my beautiful audience. Number one thing right now is my man, and I talked about this before, my man, Chris Breezy. Like, I love Chris Breezy. Chris Breezy is one of my favorite artists. I identify with him in so many ways. I've said that before. I know some of you may hate him, but it's all good. And I just want to say that this situation right now, and I talked about Chris Breezy before, and my man, I was just, my man just called me the other day, and he was, I called him up, and he was just like, damn, I was just listening to your podcast, and the podcast he was listening to was a podcast in which I was talking about Chris Brown. And the same thing that I said back here, back then, is the same thing that I'm saying right now. Hopefully, he did the right thing by, you know, holding out to his lawyer got there, and hopefully he'll, I think that they're really going to find out that this chick is just a lying conniving piece of ish but and i think that is eventually going to be because it's so bad they're going to throw the case out hopefully um but above all of that breezy if you're listening if anybody knows breezy if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody get this to breezy because i love breezy breezy and i said this before breezy breezy listen listen you've got to watch the people you are around you know, Snoop Dogg said this too. He said that when you're at a certain level and you're with certain people, right? You, there's either two things: either you can stoop down to their level, okay, or they can come up to your level. And what I'm seeing with my man Chris Breezy is that he's stepping down to the people around him level, because that girl that was there who made that claim, 
she's a she's a woman who like she was in some beauty pageants and all the beauty pageants are just like we don't know her she was never miss california on it or anything they're just like she's a shyster you know what i'm saying so she's a shyster right there because she put out false fraudulent information strike one strike two the bitch is wanted for theft in new york she stole somebody's like gucci bag or something like that strike two strike three why is she at your house why do you have a thief at your house? Let me just say this to y'all. Like, and I'm going to say this, this, this very, very carefully. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. If you hang around nasty, no good, low good, trifling thieves, people who steal, people who have been arrested for stealing, people who run out and take shit, people who are whores, people who are sluts, people who are... Uh, 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 people of the night, people who are um, gangbangers, people who are hustlers. What do you think? You know, people who are in and out of jail. What do you think you're going? What do you, what do you think is going to happen to you? So, whereas you hang out with people who never go to jail, who people who are positive, people who are always, you know, talking about what they want to do positive, how they could help, how they could be a millionaire, how they could come up with some great idea. You know, you you think something's not going to happen? So anyway, just to get into this thing. I'm being real. I'm being real busy right about now, or messy, as they say. This person allegedly, someone came over who was a jeweler who was showing jewelry, and this and this woman was touching the jewelry. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. I know this girl, God rest her soul, and then telling you a lot when I say God rest her soul. This girl named Sophia that I knew back in '88. I remember I was just walking. This is back when we used to hang out downtown. We used to just walk around, and I ran into her, and we just started kicking it, just hanging out. And we went to this like it was this place. It was like by this is back when Tower Records was here, right next to Tower Records. If you know down on Broadway, there was this um, there was this open lot. It was a parking lot during the week, but on the weekends they turned it into a flea market. And there was a person who was selling jewelry there. And she went in. And I was right with her. She was looking at the jewelry. And she's looking at the jewelry. She took off the ring, put it down, put on another ring, took off the ring, put it down. I was like, oh, okay. You know, ah, these rings are cool. That's fine. And um, and uh, we walked down the street. We came in walking down the street. And, you know, and she was just looking at smiling. We're talking. And then she pulled out her hand and she showed me the ring. And I was like, that's the ring you was just looking at. And she was like, mm-hmm, with a little smirk on her face. Because when we were there looking at those rings, that motherfucker didn't pull out no um, no um, money and pay for that ring. And I said, God damn, Sophia's a thief. Now, I didn't really know Sophia that well. But I was back in the day when you just met people in passing, met people from going to different high schools, met people at the party, at the club, or something like that. This is a person I know. And she was fine as hell. Um, so this, this is just a person that I was just, you know, met up and started kicking it went down. And I was just like, the thing about it is that she just smiled like it was cute. And I just smirked, but I was just like, what I thought to myself, she thought it was cute. But what I thought to myself was, this motherfucker's a thief. And what if the person had come after us or called the police? You know, co-conspirators, they would have took my black monkey ass to jail too. For fucking with a thief. And this person came in touching the jury without permission. She was and and and, and having uh, having had you know claims against her and a theft charge against her back in New York. 
she probably was doing some stuff that looked real shaky and, and they said get the fuck out and then she went crazy with the story so I'm, I'm I'm I give Chris Brown the benefit of the doubt I think that she's a low down scumbag thief because the evidence and the mode of operation the modus operandi says that she is a thief so I'm rocking with Chris Breezy and I hope you get through this but the part of this is what I'm saying is that allegedly this and this was not a girl that he was seeing allegedly this was somebody that one of his homies knew so you fucking with thieves and you bringing a thief to my house and look what happens when you bring scumbags around you and in your circle this is what i'm saying watch the people who you're around let the church say amen you would have watched the people who you're around. But that brings me to the crux of this story. All right. The person who probably bought that person around was a quote unquote dirtbag. And that's what today, because I, you know, I talk about the women a lot. But today I'm going to get into the men. All right. And I'm going to get into dirtbagism because dirtbagism is becoming pervasive all over the place. All right. And you may have you may or may not have heard that terminology before, but I'm going to break it down. All right. As best I can. In my humble opinion, a dirtbag is a man or a guy, although women can be dirtbags, too. But in general, the, the terminology is usually put on men. It's a man and a guy who, number one, has a lack of character, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of honor. A lack of integrity in a person that is absolutely does, does not understand the game and is constantly off code. Now, there's tons of codes out here, but just no matter what the code is, these low down, dirty pieces of shit are always breaking the code. All right. Always breaking the code. All right. So the first inf uh, uh, incident that I want to talk about that is a perfect example of dirtbag culture you understand what I'm saying because there's a lot of dirtbagism out here um, one of the first things I want to talk about is a song that was really big maybe a couple of months ago it was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song by um, Yo Gotti and it's called Down in the DM alright you know what I'm saying and this is a song about hitting up people who have girlfriends and people who are in relationships all right. Now, I know that for a lot of you guys that this is cool. You know what I'm saying? I want, I'm going to do your girl. Yeah, I'm going to do your girl, all this stuff. And let me just say something to you about that. If that's what you want to do or not, whatever, you know, you younger, you know, you younger people. But back in my day, that was considered the lowest of the low. You understand what I'm saying? The lowest, lowest of the low. And something that you, the only time you would do that is if a person was like your bitter, 100% worst enemy, if at all. Even people who were bitter enemies, they didn't go there. That was for like a scumbag dirt ball if he had an enemy. You know what I'm saying? If he had an enemy, that maybe that would be something he would do. But for the most part, you'd leave people's woman out of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, unless you're really going for the lowest of the low. That's the lowest of the low. And in this culture, because you didn't get this shit from me because I didn't teach you motherfuckers to do that. And nobody, none, nobody I know taught you to do that. So this whole the, the the older generation failed us. Kiss my ass. But 
to go after someone that has a girl and you're going out that's dirt bag shit and the reason why is really simple this is where the honor and the integrity and the character comes in if you have a lady think about this for a second let's just think about this from the very logical honest point of view if you have a lady and you love and respect her do you want someone to holler at her do you want her to holler at somebody else I mean, chances are, I would think that you would say no. Now, if you don't care, there's a good chance that you don't really love and respect her. And I feel you on that. So, and not everyone is worthy of our love and respect. You know what I'm saying? Some people are just jump offs. I, I, I feel you on that. And if you know that, that's fine. But for the most part, if you really truly love and respect the person, you don't really want them to disrespect you. And you don't want to be di disrespected by somebody else. And all these people would hate for their girl to go off and do some shit, but they're trying to do it to you. You see how that is just an absolute lack of integrity? You want to do something to someone else that you don't want done to you. That shit is fucking horrible. And it's okay. It goes down in the end. And everybody loves this shit and it's cool. And people be dancing and all that. Do you know that when you dance to stuff and you tap your beat to the affirmative and you nod your head to the affirmative, it's going to your subconscious mind anyway. But you are absolutely plugging it into your subconscious mind as positive. So then when shit happens and all of a sudden you're treating your man all disrespectful or anything and you wonder why. Well, because you listen to what you're listening to. Listen to what you're taking into your subconscious mind. I'm going to have to do a serious video on the subconscious mind because I don't think you motherfuckers really understand how, first of all, the subconscious mind is 70% of your thoughts and the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And only 25 to 15% is what you actually think about. Say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Most of it is 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 orchestrated by your subconscious mind. Most of the things that you do, meaning subconscious, meaning you're not aware of it. Everything that you're aware of is just a little bit, that little teeny bit of, the, of your mind that you're aware of. Everything else that you do is programmed by your subconscious mind all right and your subconscious mind things can get into your subconscious mind uh, uh, an image or words can be flipped upside down backwards all right um and illegible and it goes straight into your subconscious mind as if someone was whispering it in your ear or yelling it in your ear rather that's how badass your subconscious mind is so when people talk about oh that's not it i'm not thinking that and you're talking about the subconscious mind how do you know? You, you, have you been hypnotized by a, 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 a certified hypnotherapist with a PhD? So how do, how do you know? It's just crazy. But anyway, you're listening to this music and you're taking stuff into your stuff. So that's the first thing. The next thing is this situation that happened. And it's, I've been gone so long. It's a situation that happened with D'Angelo Russell. All right. And Nick Young and Iggy Azalea. Now, I'm quite sure, now, I know I'm late, but I don't give a shit. I'm talking about dirtbagism. This motherfucker, D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Now, what was going on between Nick Young and Iggy Azalea? What was between them? Okay. And I'm not saying that I condone cheating or anything of that nature. I'm not saying that. But let's just listen to me for a second. Okay. Let's just, let's just take this all in. D'Angelo Russell, unbeknownst to Nick Young, Nick Young was telling him some personal stuff, and their teammates, this motherfucker recorded them and then put that shit out. Do you guys have any idea 
how dirtbag fuckboy fucked up that is. Not, I'm not saying that I condone people talking about a cheating or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that when you're teammates, when you're men, yo, there's a code. There is a code. You And he absolutely broke the code. You know that. You don't snitch on your man. And a teammate, first of all, y'all are in the trenches together. And let me just say this about this. I'm going to go off on a tangent right now. Okay. How could you win for somebody you don't like? How could you pass it to and want the person to dunk or the one person to get a three? How could you do that to somebody you don't like? Teams that win in general are teams that like each other and or respect each other to the highest degree. If you look at like when LeBron James was with the Heat, okay, them motherfuckers loved each other. They were really good. Even if everybody didn't get along necessarily, sometimes LeBron would say some shit to um, Rio, which is Mario Chalmers, that was disrespect, and he would apologize and stuff like that. But it was just like we in this together. And I remember they they did that little video where they was doing like I don't know if it was the Harlem Shake or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Like they was like friends. They was like buddy. And what they did, they won two chips together. You know. To whereas just to pose that to my team, my favorite team on the planet. You know, unfortunately and fortunately, the New York Jets. These motherfuckers can't stand each other. And that's why even when they have great coach and a great team and really can win and they was within one game of the Super Bowl, it fell apart because they don't like each other. Even today, one of the players punched and broke the jaw of the damn starting quarterback. What kind of bullshit is that? The defense don't like the offense. And that's why they lose because you cannot fight for somebody who you don't like and respect. So in terms of this Nick Young, D'Angelo Russell Brother, he broke man code. You just, you put that shit out there on social media with a guy. It's like, and the thing about it is that in the NBA, y'all know that half them cats in the NBA got fine ass chicks and they be going to city to city, all right, knocking different joints down. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying that's the culture in the NBA. It's been going on for years. Everybody knows that. Michael Jordan used to knock joints down. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that I'm condoning it. I'm saying it's the culture of the NBA. And it's like, once you get there, that's it. It's just like the police. The police kill people. We all know that. And if you tell them another police, you might wake up dead. Because they have a code. I'm not saying that I agree with it. It's fucked up and it needs to be done away with. But they do have a code. And if you're a man, there's man code. And he totally broke man code. He disrespected his team. He disrespected his teammate. And he disrespected manhood by doing this shit. If she's going if if to be caught or fucked up, let him be caught on his own. And this is another thing. I want to say this. The reason why he did it is because, like in the NBA, let's just face it, everybody in the NBA has a plethora of women to choose from. And I'm talking about dimes. Okay? They all got the, the biggest, nastiest, ugliest, fattest, stinkingest person in the NBA got at least 20 girls in every city waiting to at his beck and call to do all type of nasty shit with. I'm just keeping it 100. Okay? That's just 100. Okay, so if you know that, all right, everyone knows that. So once you get into the NBA and you tell on somebody who's dating like an international fucking superstar, it's because he was a fucking hater and she was with him and he was hating because she was with Nick Young and not him. And let me just say you something. No, and I'm not saying that I, I like Iggy, Iggy, Iggy or Ugly or whatever Xavier she is. I'm not saying that I'm a fan of her. But she is a star. And a star beats some Instagram 
model hoe anytime. A person with a hit record. So he was just a hating ass nigga. He was just a hating ass nigga who wrote man code and that's dirtbag shit. And if you're thinking to myself, and if you're thinking to yourself, yo man, if 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 I was in the NBA, he was cheating on me, I would say something too. Ha ha ha. Then nigga, you a dirtbag too. With that being said, let's get to the other thing, shall we? Now, all this stuff is old. All this stuff is old. There was another thing that happened. And this was with, and this was a big one. This was with, and it's also in the NBA. There's a lot of fuckboys in the NBA, it seems like. This was with Derek Fisher, the former coach of the New York Knicks, who should have never been the coach, but that's just my personal, personal opinion. And a brother by the name of, I believe it's Matt Barnes, okay? They had fisticuffs and went to blows because Derek Fisher, who just left the NBA like a year ago, and I think he's trying to come back as a player now after being a coach. He's a great player, real clutch player. Um, But he left the NBA, started coaching, and started seeing Matt Barnes's. And and by the way, him and Matt Barnes were homies. Started seeing Matt Barnes's ex-girlfriend. Okay, I'm going to let that marinate for a second because I want you guys to think about something, okay? All right, I'm back. Let's let this marinate for a second because I know some of you are saying, because what happened was he went to their house or something like that. Matt Barnes went to, it was Gloria Gavin. I'm going to go on in a minute. And he went home and I guess she was at home and Derek Fisher was there. And he saw that he was there and he was like messing with her or trying to go with her or dating her or whatever. And he went off, punched him in the mouth, allegedly, and they got into it or whatever, right? And him and Gloria Gavin are separated. They're not together anymore. They're divorced or separated, okay? Now, I want want you to, and, and, and this guy, Derek Fisher, was dating her. And he came over here and kind of confronted them or found out or something like that. Okay, now... Let me just say this again. Matt Barnes and Gloria Gavin are no longer together. Derek Fisher started seeing her and they were homies after the fact of them not being together. Okay? So, this was a test. If you said, if you said, if, you, if, if what went to your mind, if what went through your mind was, well, they ain't together no more, so what's the big deal? Why are you catching feelings? Blah, blah, blah. If you said that, if you thought that, because I said that he, they weren't together no more. If you thought that, guess what? Guess what you are? You, my friend, are a what? Dirt bag. Let's give him a round of applause. Come on. All right. You're a dirt bag. The reason why, this also when it gets into code. When it gets into code. This is saying, and this is some serious shit right here. I want to get into some serious shit right here. You don't date the homie's ex. Let me say that again. You do not date the homie's ex. The reason why is because once a person starts seeing someone, there's always some feelings that are always there. You have a baby with the person. You know what I'm saying? There's always that connection. Okay? That's just human nature. Now, of course people break up. Of course people start seeing other people. Fine. If the person is just a new person that comes into your baby mother's life or into your life, okay, there's going to be, there may be a little bit of jealousy or whatever there, but we, we're adults. We get over that. But your homie and your baby mother, ex-wife, 
absolutely unfucking acceptable under any term. Now, the thing about it is just like this. I'm going to say it like this. If you think that's okay is because nobody ever pull your coat and put some game in your ass. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing about it is just like a lot of you guys come from single parent households. A lot of you guys never really been around men. A lot of you guys have never been, you know, you're not true to the game. You ain't you, you ain't true to this. You new to this. You really don't understand it. You don't fuck with that's just an old school rule that it's been around for years. People have you don't fuck with the homies ex under any circumstances. She I'm not gonna say persona non grata because she's not an unwelcome person, but she is quote unquote off limits. With all these scallywags, with all these, you know what I'm saying, breezies, with all these whatever, of every woman to to mess with. You gonna mess with the homies ex. Let me just tell you guys something. I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna hit you up to some street game right here. There was a there was a brother by the name of Nicky Barnes. This is an old school seventies Harlem cat from North Carolina. I believe he's from North Carolina. Who got really big in the drug game. Now I'm not saying that I condone the drug game in any way. I don't. But I just wanna get you something. I just wanna hit y'all with something, right? And he had a woman. He had a woman. Now, he had a woman on the side who wound up getting killed. This is a whole other thing. But this was his wife, his real main 100% bottom bitch. Excuse my expression. Okay. Now, there was also another big drug dealer at the time by the name of, I believe, Guy Fisher. Okay. Those were two big drug dealers, Guy Fisher and Nicky Barnes. Now, Nicky Barnes, you know, was on the cover of Life, uh, no, New York Times Magazine or something like that. And he wound up going to jail, you know, for a long time. And while incarcerated, Guy Fisher started dating Nicky Barnes's wife. And Nicky Barnes had a code. Before they even went to jail, he said, yo, man, there's plenty of women out here Whatever. This is before they even happen. Don't mess with anybody's main woman. They bottom chick. They main squeak. He put this out. And this chick started messing with his wife. His babe. The sons of his mother. The woman that, you know, he was having fellatio with the mouth that kissed his babies off to school every day. And that was his homie. You don't do that. He violated. And after that, I'm not saying that I'm uh, that, you know, for it. I'm going to do a show about snitching. I'm not saying that I condone what he did, but it's like, dog, you don't break the rules. If you break the rules, understand the consequences. You fucking with the big homie's wife. And he said, fuck that snitched on everybody and locked all of them niggas up and all of them motherfuckers is doing like crazy life triple sentences and Nikki Barnes is actually out as a free man right now I'm not saying I condone it but I'm saying I understand don't fuck with the homie's wife and this Derek Fisher fucked with the homie's wife she's off limits she's off limits it don't work that's dirtbag shit. For those of you who don't know, because I know there's a lot of listeners out here. Don't fuck with the homies woman. and She's persona. Yo, man, there's so many women out here. There's seven billion motherfuckers on the planet. You gonna fuck with the homies. Yo, just leave her alone. There's so many different joints out here. 
I know that it's difficult and you know her, blah, blah, blah. Let me just say something about me. I, I don't even feel that you should befriend your homie's girl on like social media. You understand what I'm saying? That's how deep I am with the game. I got a friend. Let me show you about how, how I got a friend. My friend down in Augusta. And I know his wife. She's a great person. Cool. But if I be like, yo, how's your wife? He look at me like I'm really like, nigga, what the fuck you asking about my wife for? What the fuck you want to know about my wife? He's serious with it. And you know what? When I ask him about his wife, I'm really joking because I know how, how it is. You know what I'm saying? Or if I be like, yo, man, I need to know something. I need to, I want to, let me ask your wife a question. She around, I'd be like, yo, man, what, what, what you, what, what you want for my wife, man? You know what I'm saying? You ask me and I ask my wife. And guess what? That's how it should be. And, and think about, let me just say something. This is not about insecure. Oh, you just insecure. You just, you know, people throw that insecure word. It's not about insecure. It's about respect. And people who understand the game, understand the world and understand what's going on they have no see I don't have no problem with that I say stuff like that to mess with him because I know it's just funny but people who understand the game they don't know they they know that I had a situation recently where I wanted to I wanted some information about a, a situation I was dealing with and I wanted a female's perspective a married female's perspective and, my, and I have a friend of mine that's married you know what I'm saying and I, I could have hit her up on social media I could have hit her up because I had visited him before and I had her number just in case his phone died or something so it was totally cool and I could have hit her up on some hey man I need to ask you a question but I waited until we were talking on Skype and I said hey bro man you know you know, because I heard his wife in the background. I said, hey, can I ask y'all a question? And I said, y'all, and I proceeded to tell them the story. Because for me, I couldn't even go. I wouldn't. I didn't even feel comfortable on a one-on-one -on -one conversation talking to his wife. And I really wanted a female, a married female's perspective. I didn't even feel comfortable talking with his wife. So I made sure to ask whatever I had to ask to the both of them and they both gave me their perspective you understand what i'm saying because i'm not going to sit up here and be up and talking on some private conversation with your wife you know why because that's disrespectful and it goes against the game and it goes against the code for the most part you know what i'm saying unless i, I mean to be honest with you unless it's just you know something this here or there you know sp small really casual talk I don't have no business talking to nobody's wife or main squeeze or girlfriend or anything for no long conversation unless we planning a birthday, a surprise birthday party for him. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have all these conversations and intermingling with your friend's friends. You just don't. That goes against code. And women, if you got a friend, if you friends with his friends, like deep friends to the point where if y'all break up, y'all still friends, that's some bullshit. I'm just going to say that's some bullshit. You don't be friends with the homies ex with your ex's friends. Unless, 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 unless y'all was friends before. But if you met him through him, you need to keep that stuff to a minimum. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Now, this is stuff that's just this. What I'm talking about is codified behavior. And if you don't know the code, you just don't know the code. That's why in many cases, a lot of people, they don't get indoctrinated into certain um, into certain societies or secret societies or, or just people together or whatever. They don't get indoctrinated because they don't exhibit the things that makes it okay. They don't really exhibit those things. So it's just like, I can't even fuck with you. You ain't even cool. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know the game. So how can I really, you know, spit this ism to you to really get you up in here if you don't even know the game? And that shit happens 
all the time. So I want about so I wanted to, you know, just drop that on y'all about like dudes, stop being dirtbags. Have some morals, some character, some integrity, some loyalty, and some fucking respect for your fellow man. And yo, talk to older, wiser people about the game. You understand what I'm saying? You don't just do whatever you want to do in regards to this, like people in relationships and their friends. You don't just do what you want to do. Okay, there's rules, regulations, and guidelines, and they're unwritten. And when you see someone breaking them, what people do, what people usually do when they see people breaking rules and breaking code, they, in general, they're not going to pull your coat. What they're going to say and what they're going to do is be like, oh, I see how this motherfucker get down. Okay, I say he, 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 he violated. He off code. You understand what I'm saying? He out of pocket. He, he's, he's this and he's that. And they take that shit into account. And then later on, when you find like you're in a position where uh, some people ain't fucking with you and you can't get in the right, you can't really finagle yourself into moving, shaking certain circles, it's because you did something, you violated somebody, and you don't even know it. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Stop being a fucking dirtbag, okay? Stop going to the older generation and saying, you ain't teach me nothing. And go to the older generation and say, yo, man, could you give me some ism? Sit back and listen to what they say. Hey, I don't know everything. I'm young. I'm a greenhorn. I don't know it. Yo, man, could you give me some ism? And trust me, they will take you under your wing, okay? But to just look at them and be like, oh, you don't know shit. You ain't help me. They're not going to help you because guess what? If I have the information and you ain't got it, who has the upper hand? Me or you? I got it. You ain't got it. You understand? Let me let me let me say that again because that may have gone over your head. If I have the ism and you don't have it, who's in a better position? Me or you? You need it, and I have it. So you need to humble yourself and be like, "Yo, my nin- my ninja, can you help me?" As opposed to saying, "Oh, you, 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 you ain't help us. You, 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 you. The, your generation failed us." Okay, I ain't fell a motherfucker. Cause guess what? I have the ism, and I'm gonna take it with me until my dying day. What do you have? Who, who has something to lose? So it's on you for you to come to me, not the other way around. I'm in the position. I'm in the driver's seat, not you. Please understand that. Please understand that. With that being said. Well, I'm going to pause for the cause and pay some bills and we're going to get back. I know it's been long and I've been talking y'all crazy. I'm going to get back. I want to talk about something that's something else that's been on my mind. I know this is going to be a long podcast, so y'all can just listen to it in increments. But um, I want to talk about something else that's on my mind. And then we're going to get into a little, little bit of T-shirt game. And I'm going to close out. Until next time, man, listen to these commercial messages and I will see you when I see you. Peace and blessings. The T-Shirt Help Desk Podcast is brought to you by... Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you thinking about starting a T-Shirt brand? Are you thinking about selling that brand online? Well, guess what? You're going to need a domain name. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but most of the really good ones are already taken. You see, great minds think alike, and the early bird always gets the worm. So get your domain name as soon as possible, before it's gone. Where? T-shirtdomains.com. Dude, this site is awesome. Not only can you go here to secure your domain, but have many choices as to who you're going to secure your domain with. Multiple companies like GoDaddy.com, 
oneinone.com, namecheap.com, dotster.com, register.com, and many more. So what are you waiting for? Get your domain name today. Start your t-shirt company tomorrow before it's too late. The book that changes lives. Start a t-shirt business or die trying. The groundbreaking ebook and audiobook. Read or listen to it today. Start a t-shirt business tomorrow. Yeah, baby. Hey guys, are you looking for nice t-shirt labels or really, really great hang tags for that awesome, awesome, awesome t-shirt brand that you're working on? Well, look no further than ClothingLabelsForYou.com. That's right, ClothingLabelsForYou.com. They have labels to go on the sleeve, labels to go on the bottom hem. They have uh, back neck press-on iron-on labels. They have iron-on labels to go on the sleeve, iron-on labels to go on the back hem. They have everything. They have hang tags die cut hang tags so make sure you go to clothing labels for you dot com and make sure you use the promo code t-shirt help desk all right and uh that's it get yourself some labels and get that t-shirt brand out today baby peace Woo! and i am back and let me take a a, a little sip of this ism a little sip of this realism, this this little drinky drink I got right here. Hold on. Um, mm, Lord have mercy. It's so funny, man. Just to break some ism. People when they meet me, everybody always just like that. People either think that I'm from two places. They either think that I'm from a lot. I get I get Atlanta sometimes, the South, or like the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? All places that I love and I frequent um, a lot. And I'm from, like, I'm really born and raised in New York City. I know I don't really sound like it. And, and by the way, I'm very proud of that because New York is real, like, New York, I love New York. New York is always going to be my heart, my home, my center. But New York could be real abrasive. You know, what I'm, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What's good, my nigga? What's, what's good, son? What's good? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What's, what's popping? You know what I'm saying? This is OD. It's great, but it's real aggressive, and I'm just not that dude. I love New York, but I'm just I don't I don't pres- I don't push that like hard body aggressiveness. I'm real kind of I'm real kind of laid back, and I'm and I'm like my family. I've, although I was born and raised in New York, my family is from the South, and we did a lot of like traveling back and forth and going to different states and stuff. So I have a very just a very you know travel this is the thing about travel travel and I and I, man I just got my renewed passport I'm so happy because baby I'm going to Africa oh my god I can't wait to get my black ass in Africa uh, but I'm going to Africa and I just want to say something about travel travel is a wonderful thing because it lets you see things differently it lets you see through the lenses of a total different way of thinking. And I suggest everybody, if you can, begin to travel. And, yo, like, travel, oh, let me just say something to y'all, man. Travel ain't Freaknik. Because they, they bring it back Freaknik, by the way, in Atlanta. Travel ain't Freaknik in All-Star Weekend, per se. If you're going away and you're going to be around the same exact people who you could be with at home. You're not learning anything. You're not bringing anything. Even if we went all the way to Zanzibar or Madagascar. And it's a group of Negroes from All-Star Weekend. What are you learning? You're not, you're not taking in another culture. 
You're being around the same niggas that you've been around all the fucking time. Like, you're not taking in anything. There's no, now this is my opinion. There's no learning there. The learning is when you get in, in, when you dive into that culture, no matter where it is around the world, and you experience that culture for what it really is outside of your culture. You understand what I'm saying? What's the point of going to the favelas of Brazil with 50 of your homies and you're going to do the same thing, speak the same language, drink the same drinks, eat the same food? You understand what I'm saying? That's like going to India and eating McDonald's. Why in the hell would you eat McDonald's in India? I had the first, yo, I had, I was in Dubai and I had McDonald's and instead of a, um, it was at the airport, by the way, because I wouldn't be in the Middle East and eat McDonald's, but it was just like I went in there with the people I was traveling with and they had a, it wasn't an apple pie, it was a date pie, but at least it was something different. I mean, it was just because I was with them that I went went in McDonald's, but why would you go to another country to do the same thing that you would do here? What's the point? What's the point of going somewhere else to do what you would do here? What are you learning? But I'm just saying that for you to think about that and I'm saying for you that travel is a very great thing and I suggest that we all do it but when you do it step outside of your comfort zone that's what I mean and experience another culture for what it is and just let yourself get immersed and and, and, and immerse yourself but what I want to talk about is before I get into this t-shirt is a man because I got a lot of things to talk about I want to talk about Serena Williams real quick Serena 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 Okay, it wasn't. It, it was. It was a. It was. It was three things that I could talk about. Okay, first of all, it was. First thing she did was like she did some twerking video. Like it was just some like kind of just whatever cell phone twerking video, right? And then she was in. It was Beyonce's like uh, visual album, her last visual album, and she was in it in the background doing something for whatever reason. And then recently she came up with this flat out like twerking tutorial. Okay. And okay, this is my deal. I know some of you may not agree with this, but it's fine. But it's just like, um, sister, girl, girlfriend, homie, homette. You have literally like changed the game of professional tennis. She is like, like she, uh, she's broken so many bounds. She is the god of tennis. You understand what I'm saying? She is a, uh, I mean, she's really setting. All, she's a vanguard in the world of tennis. Like uh, I think a lot of things she's, she's done won't ever be broken if, if not for like generations to come. She's phenomenal as a tennis player. No disrespect. With that being said, she has legions and legions upon fans, millions of fans all over the globe. She also has tons of little African-American girls who are hanging on this cultural icon, this symbolic person who has transcended the sport, to be honest with you. She's beyond a tennis player. And what you're going to give these little girls, these 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 little minds, these little open minds that are open to anything that you do and just love you and you just such this icon. So what are you going to give them? Twerking. Are you out of your 
fucking mind. Let me just say, let, let me just, okay, okay, of all the things that she can put out to the world, of everything she can choose to put out to the world, with the means, all you, if you want to see twerking, all you got to do is just get yourself an Instagram account, right? All you got to do is just get yourself an Instagram account and just click the little button on the side or whatever, the like little search button. All you're going to see is like half naked women, you know what I'm saying, busting it wide open. That's all you're going to see. You know what I'm saying? All over the place. That's all Instagram is, is just like the legion and collection of attention whores. That's all it is. Let's, let's, let's just keep that 100. It's the attention whore capital of the fucking world. All right? You can go see people twerking all day, all night, in stereo, on Instagram. So you, as this vanguard, as this person who is so influential to people all over the globe, but especially young African-American females, that's what you're going to put out? Let me just say this. You're going to put like you could be showing your backhand to inspire young girls to want to be tennis players. You could be showing them your forehand. You could be showing them how to volley. But no, you're showing them how to fucking twerk. Are you serious? And the thing about it is it went all over and people were like, oh, that's so cute. That shit wasn't fucking cute. She was pretty much teaching fucking our daughters and shit how to fucking be a whore. Twerking is whorish. Now, let me say this. Let me say this when I say this. I realize that twerking from an elementary level is an African cultural dance. I realize that. I realize more than most of you. Some of you people are probably listening to me going, really, it is? Yes, it's an African ceremonial dance. But I didn't hear no goddamn djembe's in the background. I heard motherfucking Drake and Future in the background. You understand what I'm saying? And you fucking dropping it like it's hot. That's whole shit. You understand what I'm saying? If you want some African cultural shit, that you know what I'm saying, do it on that level. Which I doubt. But you just on some dropping it like it's hot, backing up on a nigga type shit. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's not what our young girls need to see. Because they see that everywhere. Can we show our young girls something opposite? Can we show our young... And this shit is all over. Like... The fucking president's daughter was fucking twerking and pulling up her dress, showing her little bony ass to the fucking world. And you're the president's daughter? That shit is fucking disgusting. And some people will be like, well, what about George Bush's daughter? What about you? Fuck George Bush's daughter. I'm talking about the Obama's daughter. She's supposed to set an example better than that. Because we are not in the same position. George Bush's daughter is going to be aight. They're going to be, if they never seen it again, they're going to be all right. The Bushes got so much, they got generational wealth. Okay? Most of you niggas is one generation out the projects, if not in the projects right now. Or the tenement building. Or the Section 8. Let's just keep it 100. I keeps it real. We can't afford to be out here fucking twerking. That's some bullshit. And that's what I want to It's this... Ho, it's like hoism is becoming the new normal. Hoism ain't normal, y'all. I know it's oh you're slut shaming, y'all. You're slut shaming. Fuck a slut. Hoism ain't normal. Hoism should never be normalized. What about being a mother fucking lady? Oh, she's just having fun. Yo, have fun in the privacy of your own home. Do you know the type of shit that I've done in my own home, nigga? 
You do not want to know. And I don't want you to know. But guess what? Don't nobody know, though, because it's in the privacy of my home. I don't put it out to the world. Once you put it out to the world, people can make their judgment. And don't, only God can judge me. My ass, everybody can judge you because you put it out there. You know what I'm saying? I could have been in here fucking a water buffalo yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Smoking a water buffalo, uh, smoking flocka and crack at the same time while having my nipples sucked by a midget. As you would fucking never know because I ain't putting that shit out there. Once you put it out there, once you put it out there, don't worry about the judgment. You say you don't care about it. Once you put some shit out there, you saying you don't give a fuck about the judgment. Well, well, guess what? I'm not going to put myself in a position to be judged by you unless it's something like this or something you want to judge me by this. That's fine. I could take that, but I'm not going to put no crazy shit out there. I'm not going to be fucking twerking. You understand what I'm saying? Don't put Serena Williams. Don't put that shit out there. We got like I can see if you was just say, hey, this is an African dance. It's part of my African ancestry and you never heard of it. And I want to show you it wasn't that. Everybody done seen twerking. Everybody know what the fuck that shit is. You ain't teaching my new. That's whole shit. It's just a dance. Fuck that. You popping your ass. You popping your big fat. And she got a, mm, she got a nice one. But you popping your you popping your big fat juicy ass for sexual fucking reasons and for attention. That's whole shit our young girls oh first of all our young girls got whole shit surrounding them everywhere do they really need more whole shit do our young girls in america our boys are already fucking outrageous you know what i'm saying and it's getting to the point where the boys are just as bad if not worse than the girls it's like the boys want to be gangsters and savages and the girls want to be whores since yeah like yo hoism ain't cool man this shit is not cool What's going to come out of that? Dropping it like it's hot, dropping and grind, doing whatever, getting fucked. Next thing is getting fucked and having a teenage pregnancy. That's what you want to put out to the to the people because we want to say weed is a gateway drug. But what, what, what twerking is twerk. If weed is a gateway drug, then twerking is gateway hoeing. How about do your homework? How about studying class? How about, you know what I'm saying, get with your athletics? How about showing them how to do a four a a a a backhand and a four a, a forehand and how to volley? You know what I'm saying? How about how to go back and forth, how to run, how to do your cardiovascular, how to how to set goals and how to achieve your goals? How about that Serena Williams? And I love Serena Williams. You know, but I think she, she's misguided and undecided about what she wants to put out to these young girls. That twerking shit is dis- I was disgusted by that. I was disgusted because I think it's disgusting now. Do I want to do I like seeing a girl twerk? If I go on World Star and see a girl twerk, will I stop? Yeah, but I'm stopping for the lascivious nature of myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it for some whole shit. But when, but if I see a woman that's beautiful and dainty and feminine and respectful and nice, that's what I like that's what I'm looking at in terms of wifey's type shit I'm not looking at no fucking chick twerking and be like oh I want to marry that nobody's looking at a girl who's twerking and want to marry that except your fucking low life ass rapper scumbag ass dirtball ass rapper they're the ones who want uh, and people who follow them who don't think for themselves they're the ones who want a twerker as a wife or a girlfriend and want to sport that shit like a fat gold chain the rest of us hopefully you don't want to sport that bullshit as a fat gold chain you want a fucking lady you want a woman that's decent that's respectful you want a woman that's quote unquote you can bring home to your mama and daddy 
Period. And if that's offensive to you, too goddamn bad. I don't give two squirts of rhinoceros piss how you feel about that. It's just too bad. Act like you got some fucking sense. So anyway, that's all I have to say. I love you, Serena. I love you, everybody who I talked about. We're going to take a small little commercial break, and I'm going to come back with a little bit. I know, man, I miss y'all, and I love y'all, and I love my opinions, and man, I really am a pundit, and this is what I really feel I was put on this earth to do, to talk shit and swallow spit, and um, I love doing this, and if you're offended, I'm really sorry, but this is just how I got to spit it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This is just how I got to spit it. So, with that being said, listen to these commercial messages, and after these messages... We'll be right back. The T-Shirt Help Desk Podcast is brought to you by... All right, guys. This is it. The advanced Adobe Illustrator for T-Shirt Design course. Not only is this course about the advanced features of Illustrator for T-Shirt Design, I also go over the fundamentals of t-shirt design I mean this thing is absolutely phenomenal I'll be expanding and teaching you guys about many many more features than the basics course I will be letting go of some secrets that many a graphic designer do not want you guys to know why because they want you to keep hiring them to do your graphics They don't want you to be able to do it yourself. This course, if you already have a cursory understanding of Illustrator, if you follow this thing, there is a strong possibility that you could be designing t-shirts like a pro. I know a lot of you guys have t-shirt lines. A lot of you guys are trying to sell t-shirts online. A lot of you guys are into affiliate marketing with websites like Teespring and you're putting ads on Facebook. This could really help you take it to the next level and not have to spend so much money on those freelance designers and start to do it yourself. What am I going to be going over in this course, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. I will be going over things like composition and balance, structure, symmetry, the types of t-shirts that you can sell online, using Illustrator to make your graphics look 3D, creating halftones, advanced drawing and shading in Illustrator, making custom calligraphic as well as pattern brushes, how to set your settings in Illustrator for the best use of a Wacom tablet, making all over patterns, doing logo parodies that sell like crazy in the t-shirt industry, how to do surf and skateboard graphics, how to do biker graphics, man the list goes on and on and on. So if you're really really ready to sell some t-shirts, if you're really really ready to design t-shirts like a pro if you really want to learn the fundamentals and the advanced techniques of illustrator for t-shirt design look no further than this course right here go on down and get this course and your t-shirt designs will never be the same go to t-shirt 
teachable.com. That's t-shirthelpdesk.teachable.com. See you on the other side. And we are back. Um, I just want to say something. Um, I'm flowing really straight from the survival scrolls and I'm flowing straight off the top of the dome today because I missed you guys so much and I missed sharing my opinion with you guys. And I truly do. If I'm offensive to you, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. But please, although you may not, you may not agree with what I'm saying, respect my right. Respect my right to voice my opinion. And please understand that when I say these things, I'm saying these things out of love in my heart. And I'm saying these, and I'm saying these things because I want something better. And when I talk about sluts and whores and all that stuff, that's something that I don't have a problem with as long as it's private and behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem because, hey, look, man, I'm just be the first person to tell you sex is fantastic. We all love sex. You know, lasciviousness and, and debauchery and all that stuff. We all love that stuff. That's a part of that's a part of being human. It's a part of our human nature. But let's put let, let, let's get to the point where we can leave that shit behind closed doors and, and stop presenting that shit to the world. Because um, just to get back on um, Serena Williams for a minute before I get into this T-shirtism, I don't see Martina Navratilova doing some stripper pole dance. You understand what I'm saying? I don't see um, uh, Steffi Graf doing some stripper pole dance. You understand what I'm saying? Although there was one girl who was like doing, I forgot her name. She was some Russian chick. She was doing some like sexy shit, but she ain't do no stripper pole dance and no twerking shit. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying it's like, yeah, you can be sexy, but do you have to present? You know what I'm saying? Stripper fuck whole shit to the world for our little black babies and to all babies, all babies. You know what I'm saying? But she does have a very, you know, what I'm saying because of the situation in America with a lot of, you know, there being some, some, not all. But some, a few, a minority of African-Americans who are downtrodden, not all of us are fucked up, contrary to popular belief. That, you know, for those downtrodden blacks for the, to present that twerking shit, I just think it's bullshit. Are y'all ready for some t-shirt game? All right. I like to talk about in-game, E-N-D, the back, the back of the road stuff in your mind. And what I want to talk about now is the hustle. Now, this may seem kind of redundant, but I just want to talk about it. There is a thousand and one, and let me grab my little drinky drink here. There's a thousand and one people out here trying to start a t-shirt business. A thousand and one. And that's fine, and that shouldn't be, I don't, I don't thrive, and I don't live in the spirit of competition. And that sh- really shouldn't be a problem with you, because your hustle should outshine anybody's product. Let me say that again. Your hustle should outshine anybody's product. Even if you put out the worst suck ass piece of shit product in the world, your hustle should be so 100% thorough that by the time you finish your hustle, by the time you take your shit around, by the time you focus group your stuff, by the time you put it out there, by the time you get feedback, by the time you do everything, by the time you have Taking it to the drawing board and brought it back and taking it to the drawing board and brought it back and taking it back to the drawing board yet again and brought it back. Your hustle should make your stuff up to par with anybody's. And I think that some of that, maybe that's registering to you and maybe it's not. So let me just say that again. 
if your product is not up to par. And let me, let me just say this. If you look at my old, like I said, it's something that I did a video before. I said anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. And that doesn't mean that you should do something poorly. That means that in the beginning stages, you just don't know. You don't know what's hot. So the people who win are the people who put it out there. And then once you put it out there, you take all that constructive criticism you take all that bashing you take all that love all that whatever whatever comes to you, you take it and you use that to create a better product no matter what that is that's what the term anything worth doing is worth doing poorly because let's just face it unless you are a person who is really like been in the game and really have been spit some ism by a really great person or you're really just in the know most of the time when we come out with something we don't really know what we're doing we're just putting it out there because we want to put it out there and those are the people that win by the way the people who win are the people who aren't the best aren't the smartest aren't the greatest but the people who have the audacity to put their thing out there now I'm not a big fan of this person but you know you gotta you gotta call them how you see them 50 cent Okay, I have a watermelon seed approach. I will take information from anybody of any given circumstance, even people that I don't like, if the information is good, and I'll just take the things that I don't like, and I will, I will spit them out like watermelon seeds. Watermelon is absolutely delicious. I'm not just saying that because I'm black. I may have a, in the words of the great Dave Chappelle, I may be genetically predisposed to like watermelon, but it's delicious, and I eat all the pink, juicy part. Especially when it's sweet But guess what I do I don't eat the seeds I spit the seeds out And from anybody I feel the same way This is because you don't like a person You take the good And spit out the bad 50 Cent talked about this thing Where It'll be like a person At a board meeting Right And it'll be all these people Like there'll be the big wigs And the VPs And the senior VPs And the You know People who are in charge In the front and someone else, everybody else is just whatever, trying to make their come up or just in the corporate world. And someone will say something, right? And there is an opposing opinion that could help the entire company, right? But that person who has the perfect answer, right, doesn't have the balls to say anything. But one of the other people who has a just mediocre eye answer... You know, he has the balls to say something. So he raises his hands and stands up and comes in front of everybody and says, hey, what about this? Now, that could have been him. Now, this is the person who's going to wind up being one of those upper management people, VIP, VP. You know what I'm saying? Board of directors people. Not because he's better, but because he had the gall and audacity. I believe it was President Barack. I'm not a big fan of President Barack Obama. But, you know, he is a press. President Obama had a book called The Audacity of Hope. I believe that's what it's called. And that's what it is. The audacity. People who make it are not necessarily the smartest people on the block, but the people who have the audacity. I had the audacity... To say, I'm going to change the t-shirt industry and give people this ism. I had the audacity and you're listening. No one gave me permission to do this. No one gave me permission to open t-shirt hub. That's, no one gave me permission to have a, uh, 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 
a channel on YouTube and a website and a, a Twitter and a Facebook and a, and, a, and a Snapchat and a Periscope and whatever. No one told, no one said, hey, you need to do this. I did it because it's there and I can do it. I had audacity and so do you. If you think about a really a really big company, a couple of big companies, uh, Diamond Supply and uh, Pink Dolphin. No one said, hey, man, you need to do this. They had the audacity to say, you know what? I don't give a two hot squirts of piss what anyone says. I'm going to come out with this. And people loved it. And they did the finagling and whatever and the, all of the good stuff to make their T-shirt business happen. And that's you. It's all about having the audacity. The person who wins is not the best person, is not the greatest uh, talent, is not the person with the most talent, is not the person who knows the most people. The person who wins is the person that has the tenacity. Say that with me, everybody. Tenacity. The person who has the tenacity to say, I'm going to win regardless of whoever is says whatever. You know, that's the person who wins. Let me just tell you something. I just want to tell you this story. Kanye West. Like Kanye West, I talk about him all the time because so many people hate him. And when he came out, just as many people hated him in the, within the industry. Just as many people was just like, screw you, dude. I ain't, I ain't messing with you, you arrogant bastard. But the, what made Kanye West great was not, I mean, he is very talented, but it wasn't, if you think about Kanye West in terms of his music, that's not your tried and true out there hip hop music. That's not, you know, Kanye West ain't 50 Cent. But he's outsold 50 Cent. Kanye West ain't Jay-Z. I wouldn't say he outsold Jay-Z in an overall sense. But certain albums have outsold Jay-Z. Kanye West is not whomever. But Kanye West is great. Not because Kanye West is true blue, tri-blue hip-hop. But Kanye West is Kanye West. And Kanye West, and the reason why I love Kanye West is Kanye West has the off-fucking-dacity to say, I am great and I don't give a shit how you feel about me. See, if you hate him, the fact that you hate him doesn't change the fact that he's huge. The fact that he's huge in a household name is not a testament to anything other than his audacity. Audacity trumps it all. If you have the audacity to say, I'm going to be a huge megastar, no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody's doing, no matter if they talk about gangster stuff, I'm going to talk about, you know politics and a girl being all falls down and whatever and Jesus walks and whatever he pretty much said I'm going to do it my way and won Kanye West is not a household name because you like him you could hate him the fact that the matter is that you can hate him and I say Kanye West and you know exactly who I'm talking about you know the music you know the face you know the clothing you know everything the fact that you can hate somebody and still know who they are and they're in your mind is a testament to how great they are. If you say Gary Ajanay, only a few of you cats know who I am, although the world will. Only a few of you cats know who I am. If you say Kanye West, the world knows who he is and can hate him. The fact that you can love someone and they be a household name and you can hate him at the same time is a testament to their greatness. Let the church say amen. <laughs> I'm not saying jump up and down and run on Kanye West's nutsack. I'm saying respect his 
hustle because he's there because of the hustle he ain't there because you like him think about that for a second someone whom you like tons of people hate there's all type of hate websites and stuff someone whom you hate is a huge megastar so obviously the hate don't do it his hustle trumped and usurped and kicked in the ass all of the hate because if you really hate somebody they will go away they will they will fade away into oblivion he's so great that he used your hate against him to become an even bigger star think about that for a second like really like i want you to take this ism with you think about that for a second like me i'm not a big fan of jay-z like jay-z if you if you want to like i i i really am not a big fan but the fact that i like if i say jay-z it's not like i say jay-z you like huh who you talking about that's the testament to his greatness i cannot like him and big this motherfucker up all day for his greatness any and every day because yo game recognized game and i can't how can a person who is internationally known damn near a billionaire how can i i can say i don't like him but i can't diss him you can't diss people who are in a, in, a, in a bigger and greater position as you. And that's what's something for all you haters to really think about. If you're a hater, there's nothing wrong with not liking somebody. There is something wrong with trying to pull somebody down that's greater than you. They're greater. Kanye West is greater than me at this point. Jay-Z is greater than me. And probably you can say he's greater than fucking Kanye West. And Kanye West is great. They're both great, but they're greater than me. And for me to say, oh, they ain't shit, I'd be lying. Why would I say two of the most famous motherfuckers on the planet are great uh, that that they're not shit i can't say that what i can say is eh, i ain't really feeling that but that's all i can say and i need to shut the fuck up after that okay so the moral of the story is okay whatever you want to do in life have tenacity have be, be you're your greatest fan like me like i'm gonna say this in closing I, at this age in my life, I be wearing some illy shit. Like, I wear overalls. I wear Crocs. I'll just wear, like, an old t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Now, now mind you, I could get, if it's time to get dressed up and put on a suit or something like that, shave, and it look great. I can look great with the best of them. You understand what I'm saying? I actually have, quote, unquote, a degree in fashion. So, I can, I, I, I learn how to fucking tailor suits. I know how I know how a man should look. I'm actually going to do a show on that. I'm going to do a show about how to put yourself great. I can do all of that. I know exactly how a man should look, what the length of his suit should be, or the length of his um, collar should be, how his collar should be, how his cuff should be, his cuff lengths, type of underwear he should wear, everything. Although I don't necessarily go by a lot of stuff. I've been literally trained by a university to know and understand all that stuff. And I'm not trying to impress you, but to impress upon you the fact that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And with that being said, I will wear overalls, a tank top, and some Crocs and go somewhere and just have a good time. And people will look at me like I'm crazy. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter what other people think because I love myself. And I think that I'm hot. And when I went out to pick my overalls, I thought that those were the hottest overalls, the hottest tank top, and the hottest Crocs. So I feel great. And no matter what anyone says, they could think that I'm the corniest motherfucker on the planet. I feel good about myself.
So that would exude to the rest of the world. So I've had people with my overalls come to me and want to take my picture and put it in blogs and love me and dance with me. Even when I had long hair, when a lot of women was like, ew, cut your hair. I've had other women be like, oh my God, your hair is so sexy. Can I touch it? You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to show you a picture one day of me back when I had long hair. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why is when I did any of these things, I loved myself and I thought that I was the shit. So it doesn't matter what anyone is. People could be look at you and be like, you the worst piece of shit on the planet. That's fine. Because guess what? I love me. And there's nothing. Just like I'm saying, there's no, there's your hustle should trump anyone's hate. Your love of yourself should trump anyone's haterism. And in the words of Mary J. Blige, your their hateration. Your love of yourself trumps all. I'm the shit. If I walk down the street with stains on my shirt, food in my teeth, Crocs on my feet, and some old overalls with a hole in them, I picked out all that shit so I'm the flyest motherfucker on the planet. And if you don't like me, or if you don't like what I got on, guess what? That's your problem, not mine. I'm fly. I'm fly. Somebody going to come up to me and be like, yo, man, I don't know what's going on, but somehow you make that shit work. I remember back in the day, I used to wear pro cads. This is back when pro cads was out of style. And one of my friends was really good, good friends with the model Tyson. And I know Tyson, you know, whatever. I ain't trying to, but, but I remember Tyson stopped wearing pro cads because I started, because I was rocking pro cads. I'm talking about the old school pro cads that look like Converse All-Stars with the, with the red and the blue stripe. Started fucking with that because I was fucking with that. And then all of a sudden, after that, um, um, Damon Dash, who's I, who I played on this show, he bought Pro Keds and put Pro Keds back on the market. And I'm and I'm one of those people. That's because of me. I was the first. Now, if anyone knows from the '80s when people were wearing um, hockey jerseys, yo, me in high school of art and design in 1986. All right, brought Coca-Cola shirts and hockey jerseys to fruition. Nobody was wearing that shit before me. I did all of that shit. I've always been a groundbreaker. Nobody, anyone who knows me from high school, you know, nobody was nobody was walking. Okay, first of all, black people don't even like hockey. I bought a hockey jersey, an Islanders jersey, and made hockey jer- jerseys pop in the late '80s, and they came back in the in the in the early '90s. And I'm the person who made Coca-Cola shirts. If you look at all any of those old videos, you see anybody in a Coca-Cola shirt? I bought that shit from a Spiegel magazine. Okay, and, and Spiegel don't even ain't even out no more. I brought that shit and made that pop. At this Poppin High School that I went to, High School of Art and Design, of which Pharaoh March went to, Mob Deep went to, um, um, Organized Confusion went to, a lot of IOU dancers went to. It, this is all 80s shit. Um, who else went to my high school? Um, Kwame. With the polka dots, Kwame went to my school. This is all 80s shit. Now, nowadays, you, most of y'all niggas don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But look up all those people. All those people. I was a very influential school, man. And that shit went all over because of, now, not everything. There's a whole lot of shit that went popping. But the Coca-Cola shirt back in the 80s and the hockey jersey. I brought all of that shit into fruition, per se. But anyway, that's all I have to say, guys. Um, let your hustle and let your love of yourself outweigh anything. And that's all I have to say. Guys, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. I love you guys so much. I want nothing but the best for you for your t-shirt business. I want nothing but the best for you as a human being. 
So what I'm trying to give you with this show is ism to take with you throughout your life that you can use and do whatever with. Be a person of character. Be a person of integrity. Be a person of loyalty. Be a person that when anyone is going through a tough time, they will be like, let me call such and such because I know that they have a good mind. People call me to solve problems sometimes because I'm, I'm such a level-headed guy. Now, some people might not think that, but I am. So anyway, guys, I love you guys so much. I want nothing but the best for you guys. So with clothing, I say the same thing. Cheers to your t-shirts. And, yo, seriously, man, with all the fucked up shit going in the world, if you can find anybody, 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 do something good for them. Do something good for them, and if you and if you can't find anybody to do something that's really bad, guess what? Do something good for yourself. All right. I love you. God loves you. The universe loves you. All right. Until next time, man. I'm gonna peace y'all on, and I want y'all to do something. Just just be good people, man. Just try to be. Good. I know it's crazy out here, and you got to be a warrior. I got to do a video of that being a warrior for 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 being being a thug for goodness. Because most people go for bad. Being the thug for goodness. I'm going to do a video on that. Uh, among, uh, or a podcast on that. So hey everybody. Just to reiterate. Please man. This week. Do something good for somebody. Try to do something good. If it's if it's just helping a little old lady across the street. Or uh, helping a woman with her baby carriage. Or something like that. Do something good for somebody. And if you can't find something good to do for somebody. Do something good for yourself. All right. Let's replace our current system with a system of justice. Cheers to your T-shirts. God bless everybody. One love. This has been the T-shirt help desk podcast. Thanks for coming out. Good night and God bless.